Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at Mike C Tennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Showing off his very fancy engagement ring here today is one Noah Rubin. Um, I, I really like the cut of the ring. Um, it's set well. Many diamonds. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, I'm not showing the ring because Jamie won't let it leave her hand at the moment. But, um, yeah, a lot of months of planning, a large... Jenga game that needed a lot of moving pieces, but it actually worked out in the end, and I'm happy you weren't there. Is it to blame for your lack of tennis success? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kidding aside, I'm happy for the two of you. Uh, I don't know what she sees in you, but she is a absolutely lovely young woman. And you guys are going to be very, very happy for a very long time. And I am happy for you. Yeah. No, we have. This definitely prolongs at least another four or five years. Um, Yeah, that's about all we've got nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. You look great, though. Seriously. I mean. I feel just. Literally, I feel like I haven't heard from you. It's been dead on that side. But you're in Cincy now, so. Yeah. Uh, And we're here to just kind of go through the matchup. uh, First round qualies between Marcos Giron and Dennis Kudla. Uh, who do you like and in how many? <laughs> You're in rare form. How's the travel been for you? Uh, I'm pretty tired. Are you um, getting bags? Have you lost a bag at all in your recent no, I, travels? Shockingly, I think it's because I'm priority. 
So I get that priority sticker. Yeah, that because we all know how how well that works. Listen, knock on this. Yeah, I think it's it might actually be wood um, here in this hotel. Uh, Nothing, nothing's lost. But I, I have to say, it is. uh, So my mom just came back from London. Okay, where she was on a nice trip, and the the it 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 feels like uh, London's Heathrow Airport is just like it's in Kabul, Afghanistan right now in terms of how many bags are just getting like thrown <laughs> over to the side. I, and it's just like, yeah, my dad is it's a mess. Oh, I guess today. Well, left now, left 10 hours ago <laughs> from Israel and he was stopping in London. He's like, I literally don't even know why we checked the bag. We have to, but, and I think they got it on the way there, but the way back, I have a feeling it's not, it's not going to happen. On the way back, it's not as bad because at least you're at home. Yeah. You can you have uh, maybe one or two extra pairs of underwear laying around the house. Uh, yeah, scary. That's that's really. I mean, for you, I mean, you you have it. It appears at least from the the FaceTimes that we do do, you don't have any shirts at your house ever. Uh, there's um, really no. There's no need. I mean, you're. I, but the question which you've never asked is: Are you wearing pants? You've never really gone deep enough there. And I like to. I like to just imagine that you gotta. You gotta leave some for the imagination, <laughs> which we know you have. Yeah, lot. it's 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 deep. Um, the big news, obviously, uh, from the tennis world, the last couple of days is obviously Serena's piece. Yeah. Um, in in Vogue, uh, announcing it, it's very weird to me because as a as a journalist, Noah. Uh, she didn't actually say the U.S. Open's her last tournament. No, but it, that was that was not what was said. Yeah, I just I I think it it's important to clarify that that is not what was said. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, it's tough not to. I mean, God, in other sports, we did it with Brady a few times, you know, and you're like, this has to be his last, which just because it's rational to outside fans does not mean it's anywhere in their realm of thinking. I know if we. How many times Federer we guessed, you know, I think we're thinking this Wimbledon, you know, he brought up a few things. Mm-hmm. There's, there's really no rhyme or reason why that should be his last tournament and the last one shouldn't have been. But who knows? Who knows? All we can say is it's we're, we're counting and then, you know, the tournaments are numbered at this point. And I think yeah, it's sure. more about enjoying it and, and taking it. And I think just watching some of the highlights, watching some of the matches – the clapping is different. I know it sounds so funny, but it's more mm. like we're so proud that you're out here and we're, you know, we're, we're thank you for every, you know, it, it's more profound clapping yeah, yeah, than sure. just like this match. You see it in, in Montreal and everything else. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's sad. Um, but a lot has been done for the sport. I mean, it's, you know, we're getting to that point where a lot of our questions are going to be answered in terms of what does the next stage in tennis look like? I am, you know, being a little bit older, she has essentially played through your entire, uh, the, the life that yeah. you can remember, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, being a little bit older, she Much. is just such, yeah, I know, she is just such a standard, Noah. She has just been such a constant, she and Venus both. Um, There's like and, an and immortality only, to it of some sort, though. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think why it touches so many people is that 
you know, as, as you just mentioned, I mean, it, it, all of us have kind of just taken it for granted. Um, it brings with us a little bit of uh, a mortality for all of us, mm. right? Just the end of end of <laughs> oh, career <geez. laughs> in, in, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean it in that, uh, you know, all of us have lives to move on to at some certain point, you know, wh- whatever it may be. Um, the way she has phrased things in terms of just essentially just diverting her focus away from tennis, I think is, it's just such a clean message. Um, and I am, I am immensely grateful to her for being such a good representation um, for, for this sport for so many years. Um, representation matters, uh, not only in the, just in terms of female tennis, but also African-Americans here in the States, how important that has been. Um, and, and I think that is going to be the, the lasting legacy along with the incredible tennis that she has been able to provide. Um, and I, I guess I'm, I wonder, you know, uh, I, I know this stretch for you, if we're going to relate it back to one of the two of us, this stretch for you has not been easy. And I'm wondering um, how, with, with everything that um, she has said and uh, the kind of the reflections that players have had about her career, what it has brought in terms of how you are reflecting on where you are at this stage of your career. Yeah, I think, and some of the points that I get across, you know, I mean, Serena, definitely a little bit of, Party, you know, hearing from some of the players that, you know, you and I know that have kind of stopped without getting, you know, the Vogue, you know, cover. But um, it kind of comes down to if we know that it's tough to say, but, you know, for the most part, tennis doesn't necessarily have this life changing, life altering financial benefit. A lot of the times, you know, when we look at some of these other sports and we're like, well, you know, they have $200 million now, you know, it'll be okay. You know, we see a lot of players that are, are coming out of this, you know, fine. And, and they could be 50 in the world and doing very well. But it kind of comes down to me that, you know, if, if it's not nearly life altering in some aspects, then do it for yourself. You know, you know, find what you need to bring that kind of peace of mind of, of what you've been working mm. for. I think that's a lot of what I'm looking at. You know, I'm looking at my own career of what else do I want from it? You know, what else do I need, you know, to kind of rest my head at night and feel okay and then kind of take those steps in that direction. And yeah, there's definitely many parts, as you know, of you and I have spoken personally and some on this podcast, one on a drunk one, um, that, uh, you know, there's a lot of parts of tennis that I absolutely despise and it's making me not want to play. But there are also things that I love about the sport and I love about competing and, and the people are part of it. And there's things I still want to accomplish. So, you know, I don't know what that looks like. I just know that coming down to that mortality, you know, and that idea that there mm-hmm. is an end date to this is figuring out what do I want to get out of this, you know, when it's all said and done. And I don't think, and I, and this is speaking to a lot of other players, that's not always a number figure. You know, you come out, yeah, yeah. you know, and you have that childlike ignorance of I want to be, you know, obviously we all say one, but I want to be 20 in the world. And it's just like, okay, but like, what do you want out of tennis? What does 20 in the world get you? What do you feel like when you're there? And I think it's kind of running down that feeling more than the ranking point uh, that I'm seeing from a lot of players. And, you know, you can only be as fortunate to have them and find them um, throughout a career and, and to get glimpses of it, you know? I um I saw this interview with Rick Rubin recently, mm. 
uh, no relation to the best of my knowledge. Um, although if <laughs> you the best are, of both I mean, of our knowledge, <laughs> Jesus, that would, that would really change things pretty <laughs> dramatically with our relationship. <laughs> um, but Rick Rubin, the, the very famous music producer, um, who, who basically, he was talking about artists in, in particular, I'm going to get yeah. to how it relates to tennis here, but, but basically just saying, I've never known a successful artist who, um, created their work for others. The successful artist creates the work for themselves. Um, and, and I think Serena in particular is one of those people who has for better or for worse has been able to keep herself for, for the most part, pretty insulated to be able to do the tennis for herself. Um, she has done things, obviously, in, in terms of that family structure that it was so different, uh, you know, growing up through juniors and all of that has been was so different. And the way she played was so different and allowed her to be her own entity and not really worry about those external pressures maybe as much as some others. Um, and I don't know how many players are able to do that, Noah, to a be able to play tennis just to play tennis. Yeah. And ultimately that's, that's when you're at your most successful, <laughs> successful, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, and this is kind of that narrow minded focus that we talk about in a specifically in tennis in an individual sport, you know, if you could simplify your thoughts and <sighs> narcissistic is not the right word, but selfish in, in, in ways yeah. as well. Um, that, that is when we see people play their best tennis. You know, I don't want to harp on this again because it just is. We've spoken about it enough, but financials make it very difficult to focus on yourself. Sure. A lot of these people have kids coming out to matches, so that's when it gets a little bigger than yourself. But, yeah, I mean, it really truly is interesting. I mean, I think it's been one of my issues. You know, I was finding out that I, I love entertaining. You know, I love bringing happiness. And, and Serena brought that up a lot, actually. And, yeah. and, and that yes. was something that you don't, always hear a lot of people say you, you almost hear in a negative connotation because it's been around the curiosities and the bublicks of the world that almost kind of correlates to tanking or you know not the true style yeah. of tennis and to to add to that medvedev right what he said in january how how much he struggled with the crowd being against him at the australian open right or not having crowds at all you know when we yes, said that right. for a while I, I remember last year u.s open people were like i i think underestimated you know what it meant to have fans and seats cheering and and what that meant so i think for me a lot of the tennis was impacting people's lives um mm. i think behind the racket showed me a way that i could do it differently at times and i think in just little ways that i've quote unquote coached or help you know juniors that i've worked with you know and see that you know shine their eyes of like oh that clicks and, and understanding that you know i, I started realizing it was a larger percentage of my tennis was impacting and why I struggled so much at futures because I don't think tennis was always for me. You know, I don't think it was an yeah. only me thing. I, I think I loved doing it because my father loved it and he was a part of it. He loved watching the success and it was fun to do it together. And then, you know, being around friends, cheering you on or, you know, if Jamie's in the stand, you know, there's a lot of other things like that. And, you know, I like talking and putting on a show. It's funny to see Serena say how much, you know, she put that on a pedestal, you know, almost for her, mm -hmm. for her own tennis and, you know, seeing a few of her points today where 
she could almost tame that down. It's like that point for her meant so much because she knew she put that, you know, that hope and glimmer in the fans' eyes. Yeah. And I think those are the things that when you talk about, I don't want to use this because I know it, some people use it and, and get upset, but PTSD of, of having those flashbacks, I think that's something that's going to be how do you fill in that gap post-tennis career? Yeah. You know, what does that look like? You have to hope that Serena is going to have impact in a thousand things she's going to do off the court, but is it enough to fill that hole? And I think, you know, looking at, you know, Nadal's and Federer's, those guys pick up a racket very rarely, unless they force it, do they have zero people yeah. watching them? So I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that progresses. Yeah. I, I tend to think that Serena is going to be able to find that. Yeah. Um, she, she has been such a, she has been so good about, you know, finding some of those off-court things throughout her career. She and Venus both um, making sure there were outside interests. Again, credit to the family for making sure that was such an important part of what they did. Um, it's it's interesting, Noah, because I know you and I talked, I think it was late last year, uh, about the fact that 2022 was going to be a year where we saw a lot of people we weren't talking about Serena or the big three or four on the men's side. We were just talking about, I don't know, the, the people 50 mm -hmm. to 300 yeah. that we thought were a lot of people just kind of wanted that one last opportunity, one last burst, whatever that meant. And I think that's, I think that's proving to be true over and over again, that you, you brought up PTSD here and off topic for tennis yeah. here, but I, I think so many of us are dealing with tr extreme amounts of trauma from the last two years. Um, when it relates to the tennis side, so many, you know, the, the, the adulation from fans, a crowd, the ability to compete in front of people that has been such a presence in your life since you were 12. Right you know, and, and to not have had that for the last couple of years and all of the trauma that meant that came along with being alone on the road so much, it, like there's, there's, there is a lot of trauma that has been inflicted, um, around the world, obviously much more impactful for families that have lost a loved one, but we've all experienced some level of PTSD, some level of trauma over these last couple of years. And I, I think a lot of tennis players are kind of coming to grips with that here this year. Yeah, I think I think the issue and, and relating it back to tennis, because it's kind of what we do, um, is I, I think we we're trying to get back to normal without yeah. without realizing that it's a new normal. And I think that was the biggest difficulty, you know, tennis and, and thinking about the wounds that we've just right. experienced. And, and we didn't yeah. heal from them yet, you know? So for tennis right. players, right. it was financials. It was like, okay, we didn't get a dollar for a little while. We struggled with that. You know, now we're two years older, you know, I know that sounds so funny, right. but it was like right. a lot of these players and, and I know I was one of them as much as I made jokes, you know, but I was 24, you know, and, and, you know, and you look through that and it's like, well, no, you just lost that time. And that, that is what it is. And yeah. you could have utilized yeah. it. And a lot of people did and, and came out on top and that's fine. But I think for the vast majority, even at, you know, we're talking about the 1% here, the top 300 or 400 or 500 yeah. players in the world. I think for them, they said, okay, let's just go play Binghamton challenger again. And then they said, well, actually you're not ready for that. 
you're still injured, you don't have money, and <laughs> yeah. there's also no Binghamton Challenger. You know, and it was like it was just just, just right. a lot of that coming through, and it was like, and also we're gonna lose your bags on the flight. It was just you know, it's just like you go through all of this, and it was like, oh, I thought because we're here now, it should be all you know, dandy, and you know, I, I just hear from a lot of players that they're almost not being lenient with themselves, and they're saying I shouldn't yeah, be exhausted. Right. Why am I tired? Yes, correct. You know, I, I had two years off or I had a year off. I had four. You know, I shouldn't be tired. It was like, no, that wasn't time off. That was you preparing, being on yeah. the edge of your seat of like, is this tournament going to happen or not? Yes. And yeah. and now we're back here and it's it's a lot. You see, I just see defeat in a lot of people's eyes, you know, for the ones that didn't. I mean, I, I, I feel it myself at times, but I, I see it in some of them the ones that are in that 29 range where it's like, I was just 25, you know? And, and then, so, yeah, I think that's, that's a difficulty. And, you know, it's great that Serena can, you know, speak and you can relate to her, but you know, there's many other players that you and I know that are, you know, won't get that stage and they'll just kind of fizzle out a little bit. And it's, it's tough to see. Um, yeah. On a, on a, on a side note though, I mean, I, I can say that, um, I think there are a, a number of players who I've talked to over the last couple of months, Noah, being back a little bit more on that summer challenger grind to have much more of a adult mentality of this idea that they are lucky. Mm. They are blessed to still have an opportunity to do this, you know, kind of you know, balancing that idea of trauma of what we've all dealt with, but also realizing, you know what, I'm... I'm pretty damn lucky to be able to go out on the road and and do something I really love and you know play play a play a game yeah. Um, yeah. for for my profession. I I had dinner with um I think two or three time guest on this podcast Liam Brody mm. um while we were where was that? Oh that was Indianapolis. Okay. Um and some of the younger Brits and like Liam's the old guy now. Right. You know yeah, Liam's yeah, yeah. Liam's the the grandpappy <laughs> um, of these guys and like I, I have not seen him smile like that, no. you know, in such a long time because he's just like, I, 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 I'm playing tennis. I'm enjoying every city I'm going to. And there's, there's enough of that going around too. You know what I mean? It's, it's this tough balance that we all kind of go through of these moments of like, I'm still here. I'm still getting this incredible opportunity we're also balancing that with this need to recover still and kind of process this trauma we've all been through. And I think that's one of the reasons, Noah, when I, when I come back to Serena, it's why it's, it's so hard when I use that word mortality. Mm. Like it's one of those, you know, Serena and, you know, we go with the big three slash four on the men's side. They have been the constants for us for in this sport, right? The ones, the things that we've been able to count on and after these last couple of years, you know, just kind of, oh, oh, Roger, Roger's gone. Oh, there goes Serena. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, Venus, yeah. help. You know, like we're all kind of hanging on because we we need it in so many ways. But um, she, what she's brought to the sport, it, I, I mean, I don't think we need her on a court anymore. She, she, has, she has given so much of herself to us in terms of, how she's in, uh, interacted with us as a sportswoman, she, you can't ask for anything more from her. Yeah. No, I mean, she's obviously 
done <laughs> more than her fair share. You know, we speak about Roger yeah. of like, oh, we wish he could do this. Well, you know, he's done a lot for tennis kind of thing. You know, are we going to ask for more? God, that Barilla ad no, with the kid, the interview. Oh, my God. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. But going back a bit to it and, and talking about the effect they have on tennis, you know, it's obviously overshadowed with the news of a possible retiring, whatever that may be, and all these other players. Um, but I think it was like CC Smooth, you know, you know, he always does this. He always puts his hats on. <laughs> and you know, he brought up that like Coco has a path to number one in the world in doubles right now. Yeah. You know, and we talk about this and it's like, uh, I don't know her singles ranking off the top of my head. Do you know specifically what number she's at? I know you can find out in two seconds, but um, this is about one. She could be number one in the world in doubles and she is oh, God. oh so nervous. No, it's, it's just, this internet Slow internet in the hotel. Uh, I mean, she's not top ten, right? Right, now. she's like thirteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, Inter- eleven. Eleven. Yeah, oh she's wow. 11. Okay, yeah. okay. So she's eleven in the world. Eleven in the world in singles, and could find a. She has a pathway to be number one in the world in doubles. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I almost, I'm almost happy for Coco because I think it actually alleviates pressure a little bit of this kind of stage mm. in a way of saying well you know because it's gonna come we all know that six months three months whatever it may be removed from serena and when venus stop that it's going to be is coco next you know is that is that going to be the next person so and the pressure on naomi too right and then we talk about that so on the men's side it's been extremely inconsistent I mean, you know, yeah. Nick has kind of found some consistency. We don't know what that looks like. I still don't think he has what it takes to be the number one man in the world day in, day out. So we don't have that player right now. I mean, what, Djokovic is A in the world because, you know, Wimbledon didn't count yeah. towards ranking. So, you know, or I don't think even you and I, you or I truly understood the impact that that consistency yes. at the top I, level of the sport. I, I fully agree. Because I... You know, even seeing it now, in terms of the media face of it, because that's that's all that you know life is at this point. The headlines are are not as easy to produce. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're looking at it and you're like, it can be anyone, and that's cute. Yeah. You know, that's cute for a few Grand Slams, but then it's like, no, it could literally anytime <laughs> a match is played, anybody can win it. And yeah. it was night like on the men's side we had a consistency and the women were kind of in this, you know, jumble of a few players and now it's yeah. both sides and it's like well, are we gonna have that? We have no rivalries anymore, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I just think we have to look a little harder and that's right. not easy for that's not easy. It's not wanting. You know, you know I mean? people don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so exactly. I, I think we want, it, we want it pretty easy nowadays. Yeah, I'm curious what that does for tennis and if we choose our heroes and villains kind of thing. You know, if we say yeah. this is the person we're going to watch and put it on. And, yeah, obviously. That's what the Netflix documentary is for. That's what the Netflix documentary is for. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch this fucking thing. Do we, have a, <laughs> we don't even have a date, do we? I, I I had been told, and this yeah. was April, May, or March or April ish, that it was going to come out next March or April. Okay, okay, makes sense. Yeah, sure. basically finish finish a season right and before Wimby kind of yeah. thing. 
Uh, more so, more so before the French. More so, like I, I around, meant, I meant French. around yeah, 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 Miami yeah, Indian French. Wells. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm curious if they. I mean, because Netflix is powerful enough to create kind of its own drama. Will they? Will this, like it did for F1 a bit in a way, create that? And there's almost a part of me that, even though I know it's not going to depict depict tennis in the light I wanted to. I'm almost hoping it does because I think I think tennis needs it. I don't think tennis is producing it itself right now, and I think it needs a little dramatizing. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's I I feel we're so we're so in it that it's hard for us to see from the outside. So that that's always a tough one because I I I find myself flipping entertained right now, like drastically entertained uh, by what exactly though. I, I like all of the storylines right now. It's it's okay. I I've actually just really enjoyed it of late. Um, the because the focus has been so much more about the tennis on the women's side, sure. which is fantastic because the level is so high. The men's side is all this whiny drama yeah. bullshit. So you've got kind of both. If you want the drama and all this, you've got it on the men's side. The women's side is just flipping good. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can kind of make of it what you like, yeah. Um, and the tennis has been phenomenal. I mean, Curios, whatever it is, like he, he, when his tennis is there, it is top five level. Right. And contrasting that with Djokovic, contrasting that and seeing him have these performances here through the summer has been fantastic. Coco starting to make some of those bigger breakthroughs is phenomenal um for the sport pagula which she's right. been doing i mean I'm, i'm obviously i'm talking much more americans right of course here but almost um, under the radar I, a bit you know even through it i think yeah. you know the the serena is kind of overshadowing you know at times but no i i think i think it's true i mean you know watching some of it and th there are the headlines there really are but uh i don't you know looking Looking at it from, you know, the Kyrgyz point of view, looking at it from the Coco, I think we're just missing certain aspects, I, I, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's what it comes down to in the end. I, I, I think it can be out there more. I think, you know, they're trying with Nick at times and I'm just, I, I think we need a platform for it. You know, I watched that Felix Auger, you know, be being a pianist and, and, and in front of yeah. like, you know, just watching that, it, it puts such a light on a quiet guy, you know, for the most part, you know, a pretty calm, you know, yeah. you know, and I think we need, we need to show that, you know, poor Hubert, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We, yeah, he just, what we got from him being Nick is that Nick lost, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and he, this guy's been probably one of the most consistent tennis players on the men's side for the past five years. Three years, yeah. you know, but as much as I hate to say this, I think a lot of what you're talking about is going to come down to the socials teams yeah. at a lot of the tournaments and also for the ATP and WTA um, of really putting out fantastic little pieces. Because one thing I, I know for sure is that I don't think you're going to see a lot of those fun pieces in just a mainstream ESPN type of a situation here in the States right. or maybe Amazon in, in Great Britain necessarily. Or, or I, I think so much of it is going to come down to those great social pieces. The Federer piece was amazing. Felix's piece was fantastic. 
I think that's kind of what you're getting at, though. You're gonna, you're, it's gonna need to come from some, I guess we we would call them non-traditional sources, right? I think it's a must. I mean, it's it's on yeah. the journalists to find that angle. We've spoken about it before. Yep. The journalists don't have a lot of time. You know, there's not. Correct. You know, they don't have yep. the platform they need to kind of do the job they want. I mean, it's Correct. it's funny when 100%. when they put on the journalists, it's like, well, no, obviously they want deeper questions. They just don't necessarily have the time. Right. But uh, right. they have to they have to fill like two minutes right. with eight matches. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get a good in depth piece there. No, I think it's it's on. You know, it's it's on them. So uh, it's. Tennis is in kind of a, a turning point. You know, I, we thought I thought personally it was going to be earlier, but talking about uh, you know the retirements of players, I'm giving it the mid 2023. You know, I think the year yeah. after, then you have an extra few months of whatever of jumbled minds, and then you come out the other side. It's like okay, where are we right now? You know, what what does it look like next? We have a Netflix film coming out. We have new players at the top of the game. What does it look like? Um, on, on that note, uh, just as a, um, this, we, we, we normally don't go this long, uh, but we'll, so we'll just kind of end it here by just pointing out that I believe it's tomorrow, Noah, CBS, National Network CBS is going to be airing, uh, Pickleball mm-hmm. for the first time ever on a national network. Uh, I did see Brett Haber is going to be doing the play-by-play. Tennis Channel commentator Brett Haber going to be doing the play-by-play. So, we we lost a little bit. We he, he, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I I. So for the, (laughs) yeah, you can make that one of your buttons. Don't worry. (laughs) So for, for the first time in a long time, I played pickleball with one of my close friends. Yeah. And he'd appreciate it. Hunter Broadman, a shout out there, but, um, I get it. I do. I do too. I get it. Fuck. I I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to admit it. Yeah. There's definitely points of it. I'm like, shit, this is boring. And, and doubles is something else. I do find it boring. But you know, I played singles. It was a lot of fucking fun. Good workout. Doubles is, yeah, is definitely lessening that. But the interactive, the, the friendships, the camaraderie between it. I, I get it. It's, it's, I do too. It basically just put tennis and, and divided it by five and said, we're just going to have a little bit more fun and it's going to be on a smaller surface area and, and shorter time. And, and yeah, it's going to be quick. And the, why do you think Drew Brees owns the team now? And Gary V, yeah. it just allows people to be a part of the sport the way they want to. And tennis never allowed that. It, yeah. I fucking get it. And it's so annoying. Oh. I, I, I have not, I, I watched a couple minutes of televised. I, I, I was bored to death. Yeah. Um, that being said, when I have, com- have played, yeah. it's, it's great. It's fun. I really like, I, I just, I don't love the televised products. No, yet, I will say at the way, professional uh, level, it's, it's boring. You know, it's gone to that point yes, where I, I, yes, they haven't yes. crossed that line because they understand the game and hasn't gotten to yes. a point when anybody revolutionized because it's such a new game. Right, right, right. So uh, it's curious to see how that takes place. But 
And I'm not necessarily saying there's any money in the recreational side. I see a lot of people want to pay $2 for a cord and a dollar for a paddle on Amazon, but people want to be a part of it. And there's something to be said for that because yeah. if I hear the word fucking pickleball and they said, oh, yeah, you know, we're knocking down those courts for pickleball or can't wait to play pickleball this weekend. I was like, I thought you played tennis. They're like, man, eh, not anymore. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we can't afford to lose any more people. Yeah. Um, as I, as I let you go, just, um, should I be expecting the, the, uh, best man just, is it coming by mail? The notification that I'm, I'm the choice or do I, is that, or is that going to be a separate phone call when you ask me to be the best man? Are we going to actually do it on the podcast when you ask me or how's that, how's that going to happen? Just so I, can I, Wait, I, I just the, want to make sure I'm prepared the letter for being the best, that got the lost. best man got, in I your sent, wedding. I sent a letter that m- might have not been addressed to you. So, so it's, I should just like go to the post office every day and check. <laughs> should or? I just wait outside with the milkman? <laughs> AKA my dad. <sighs> he said he was coming back. Got a little dark there. Uh, uh, yeah, I am happy for you guys. Uh, I really am. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Uh, it was also it was, cute. it was also it happened to be my daughter's uh, birthday weekend as well. Yeah, we don't care. Uh, she celebrated. Yeah, she is. She's. She is. She wanted to see the pictures from from your engagement party. She was enthralled by how that all happened. And I said he got down on a knee, which is only like a few inches lower <laughs> than he normally is. <laughs> I was like, how are you going to throw? It was, at least you have to be creative at this point. It's not all given to you, you know? <laughs> no, but she was, she was so happy for you guys. Um, and on top of it, Marnie is just, I'm so proud of being her dad and having her for, at that party. She was, she had so much fun and it's just always, it was nice to be home for, for that and for a couple of weeks. Um, and I appreciate everybody who kind of checked in to make sure nothing bad had happened. And that's why I missed uh, Lexington in Chicago. It's everything's everything's. It's good, all good. Thank you guys for checking. Okay, last thing. Um, what are you excited about this week? Yeah, I'm I, I, honestly I'm in, I'm excited to see my f- just friends. Oh, f- um, so fucking boring. Tennis wise, uh, tennis two players, players, two players. Um, to look out for on the Mike Cation side. Uh, ben Shelton getting the wild card. He's going to get a, either a qualifier or special exempt. Um, so he's not playing one of the top guys. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how he handles that pressure um, of potentially a big stage, nice, smaller player kind of thing. Sta- yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. And I mean, listen, we're recording this on Friday night. Um, so when this gets released on a Monday, Monday night is going to be Serena and Emma Raducanu. It's um, kind of crazy. And I yeah. don't know. I don't know how you do anything else on Monday except watch that and be ready for that. I think I have and a haircut, I, though. That's tough. I mean, that's something you can't do, but it's still tough. You're you're bald. That's why. I'm gonna and the mohawk. By the way, he's <laughs> coming, coming back. back. Right. <laughs> From November first on. Well, I'm gonna have. I'm dyeing my hair white. Uh, I've been waiting for after post engagement for it. So okay, 
I'm just saying, so when, when I, you're going to have a blue mohawk and I'm going to have white hair. So just when I am the best man in your wedding, I will be with the blue mohawk. So just, just as long as Jamie knows it now ahead of time, right? it takes time to really sink in, you know, it'll, it'll also probably take me like two years to to grow like two inches of growth. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That story Uh, of your life. When are you playing again? Under the radar, um, you know, if USTA, <laughs> you know, wants to throw a WC my way, wouldn't be too upset about it. May play Winston Salem Open. Am okay. I? Can I even call my alma mater if I was there a year? No, I, no. Uh, my alma mater, <laughs> okay. and uh, and yeah, and then working on a few things that I might share on the next podcast or so, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, best man. Pleasure. Best man 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.